The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Shagormley. We are two best friends with one common obsession. Beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We tried it all and we've got your back. We'll be calling on all our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. Consider us your beauty 411 and sometimes your 911. From how to fix brassy hair to the pros and cons of laser facials and always with a cocktail in hand. Always. So be prepared to be obsessed. Check out Lipstick on the Rim wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I've got Gabby Bernstein. She is an author and many, many things. And when I posted on Instagram, she was coming on the podcast. So many of you were so excited because you've got such a special relationship with her from all of her previous books. And she just had a new book come out. It is already a New York Times bestseller. It is called Happy Days, The Guided Path from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Inner Peace. And that's exactly what we're talking about in this episode. In this episode, we talk about managing daily anxiety so that you can live a life free from fear and working through old patterns to have happier days. So if you guys want to hear from Gabby, keep listening and don't forget to subscribe to my podcast because I've got new episodes every Tuesday. Now let's hear from Gabby. First of all, I was just looking at your Instagram stories and your new book, Happy Days, is already a New York Times bestseller. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I feel like each time that happens, is it just like, what's the feeling that that happens for you when you see that? This time around is really different. I don't really care that much. What it means is so different for me now. You know, it's like, I don't care about the credential. I care about the fact that that means that a lot of people are being served by this in this moment. I think that this book being a New York Times bestseller already just means that a lot of people need help from you in this area. And it's so different from your other books. Yeah, it's really different than my other books. It is different, but it's also really going to support the other books because in order for us to really cultivate that spiritual presence in our life and really enjoy the inspiration moving through us and become manifestors and super attractors. We have to clean up what's in the way of that presence. And that's what this book is all about. This book is about releasing all the blocks that are in the way of the presence of the safety and security and peace within ourselves. So who exactly is this book for? This book is for anyone who feels like they're stuck in a negative pattern, anyone who feels like they've got a trauma or experience from their past that they want to resolve, if someone's noticing that they're overly anxious, if their coping mechanisms are no longer working, anyone that feels depressed, anyone that feels that they need to uh, soothe their their system, like their internal system, they're feeling overly activated, hyper aroused. I mean, really, it's for humans. Yeah, I'm like, those sound like a, a little bit of that in all of us. So I'm like, I know that like all of us have, you know, waves of that that come, maybe it's daily or maybe it comes on uh, every once in a while. And so when it comes to trauma, I think some people that have had like little T trauma, they don't really even realize that's what it is. So how do you define trauma? Or how does anybody even know that this is something that they might've gone through in their life? Well, everyone's experienced trauma. We're experiencing it right here, right now. Um, I think it's just something that's becoming less shameful to phase into now because we're just so overall activated. But we've all experienced traumas from our past as well. We've experienced trauma with a big T or trauma with a small T. And big T trauma looks like being abused as a child or living in a war or living through a catastrophic event. Whereas small T trauma could be being bullied or being told you're stupid or 
not getting what you need in your household, feeling like you weren't seen by a parent. I just finished the book. And as you were going through scenarios, there were things I was like, wow, I didn't even realize that those small T trauma for me, like when I was little, like you shared a story about how a boy in sixth grade made a comment that stuck with you. And then for me, I remember there was a boy in elementary school that told me I had hairy arms. And now it's something that's like, I'm so self-conscious about like 30 years later, or I felt so embarrassed at a school play. And I still get shy now today in front of groups and how those things stick with you for decades later. Yeah, 100%. And I'd also like to acknowledge that we have a visitor in this podcast now. My kitten, Jimmy Blue, is here. So you're going to hear her purring in the background. It's better than her crying outside the door. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, the hairy arm story. This is trauma with a small T. Yeah. And it's like that thing stuck with me. And this boy probably doesn't even remember that he said this thing to me. And like, I still shave my arms to this day. And Mm -hmm. it's something that I'm always so mindful of. But for people who are either suffering from anxiety or physical pain, and they don't even realize that it's coming from, you know, these things that happened so long ago, how do you even figure out that that might be the root of these issues? Well, the thing that we have to really begin to do in the beginning of this book, and it, it's the guided path from trauma to profound freedom and inner peace. So it takes you by the hand. The book will, I take you by the hand in this book. And the first step is to really begin to notice and recognize the patterns that you've built up in your life that are really ultimately protector, protection mechanisms for blocking you from having to ever feel into those feelings of inadequacy or feelings of not being good enough or feelings that we've been feelings of shame or anything that we've been running from terror childhood experiences that we just run from and we build up all these forms of protection and so the first step in the book is to really begin looking at the patterns and the ways that you've been trying to protect yourself and how those patterns are destructive and how they're probably no longer serving you and that's a big step that's a really big first step how can you kind of go through those patterns? Like, do you see like maybe when you're reactive to something, you're feeling something, should you jot them down to even like start tracking these emotions and feelings? Yeah. So in the book, there's a chart actually in the second chapter that is designed for you to notice the triggers, like notice what activates you and notice how it feels. And then notice in the third column, how you run from that feeling, what you do to avoid that feeling. And that chart really helps you see the patterns right in front of you, right in your face. It's major. And then is this something that you think we should be checking in with ourselves like daily, like a daily like feelings check or just when like maybe a feeling or a sensation in our body arises? I would say use that chart for a month or so just to really take note. And even a week, you could really see the patterns. And then the next steps in the book begin to guide you on how to work with those feelings so that you don't have to keep running from them. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of my favorite hair brands, and that is Way. So I know how difficult, unmanageable hair can be, especially when it's feeling dry or tangled or damaged or dry, which is just so, so frustrating. So if you need to give your hair so much TDTLC, you guys definitely want to try the leave-in conditioner from Way. This is a multitasking powerhouse and it does it all. It hydrates, detangles, fights frizz, and even acts as a heat protectant. So trust me, you guys, your hair will thank you. 
I have long, long, long been using Waze products. I love how they make my hair look and smell and feel. And that's why they're always staples in my routine from what I use in the shower to what I use on damp hair afterwards and how I style my hair. And I need to protect my hair from the heat. And I'm always styling it for work. So if you guys are also styling it and you want protection from heat, dryness, or frizz, the way to healthier hair is Waze's best-selling leave-in conditioner. So you guys can say goodbye to frizz, tangles, flyaways, and breakage for all hair types. When I use this on my hair, my hair just feels so much better and softer and like less frizzier before I go on and style my hair. And it's even great on air dried hair. So I love how it looks on my hair afterwards. So I'll spray it on damp hair and then style it. And it protects your hair from heat up to 450 degrees. It's scented with their North Bondi fragrance, which if you guys haven't smelled it, it's amazing. It's a floral fragrance with notes of bergamot, violet, and white musk. It's also color safe and cruelty free. So discover a new way of life with their leave-in conditioner from the way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code Mariana to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code Mariana. I know for so many of us, digging up past trauma is just really difficult. And a lot of people say like, I don't even want to go there. Like, I don't want to dig up the past. What do you say to people who don't even want to like acknowledge it? Well, I would say if you don't want to acknowledge it and you're a hell no, then come back to this book when you're ready. But if there's a part of you that's like, hmm, freedom and inner peace, that sounds really good. I would love that. <laughs> Let me consider that. I would say just read the book. Don't, don't do any of the practices yet. Just read it so that you can open up your conscious awareness to what's possible. So you can see what's there, what's behind, behind the journey and that there's a way out, you know? And then for many of us, like maybe this happened a while ago, but there are things that just happen, like you were saying currently, like we're all going through like shared trauma of like everything going on in the world. But for something that's happening currently, whether it's big or small, how do we process something when it happens so that it doesn't become something unresolved years down the line that we have to try to like unwind later? Beautiful question. All of the methods inside this book are designed to help you regulate your nervous system in the moment. And in doing so, you start to also reprocess the ways that you experienced historical feelings and traumas in the past. So it's actually really profound because if you start to face into some of the anxious feelings or fear or terror that you're experiencing right now, living through COVID or witnessing the horrific news, and you start to just work on that right here, right now, you're actually also working on the historical trauma because that historical trauma is being activated all the time whenever you feel unsafe, whenever you feel afraid, whenever something scares you on the news, it's activating the historical trauma. So whatever you work on right now in the present is actually working on what's come up from the past. And to your point, sets you up for having this new level of safety when, you know, for the future. Yeah. And I think something that even I am currently struggling with is that I want to open up my Instagram to like check out what's going on or like check out my friends. But then something can be so triggering where like one photo is like something really happy. And then the next thing is something really like heartbreaking or sad. Like how do we deal with those feelings when we don't even mean to be like putting ourselves in situations where we are, you know, something can give us extreme anxiety when maybe we were just sitting at a stoplight checking our phone. Yeah. I think... You have to, each of us individually has to kind of connect into what is our window, what is our threshold and our tolerance for the, not tolerance, but what's our, what's our, what's our anxiety threshold, right? Because we have to notice 
what triggers us and what activates us. And particularly right now, we have to stay informed and we have to know what the truth is and we have to stay connected and we have to send prayers and we have to be showing up financially in whatever ways that we can for people that don't have what we have in this moment. But we also don't want to take on the suffering and walk around carrying it because we're so empathic that we can't let it go because that doesn't actually help serve the world. The, we, no amount of us taking on suffering can save people around us. So you have to probably check in and notice like, what is safe for me to look at? Do I want to create boundaries around my social media? Do I want to just look at the news at a certain period of the day? Do I want to, you know, just just be 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 more mindful? Um, and in addition, to really tap into the practices that are going to support your nervous system. Like when you feel anxious in that moment, put your hand on your heart and your other hand on your belly and just breathe in deeply and get back to a centered place by exhaling completely and breathing in deeply and exhaling completely and just providing yourself that sense of inner soothing. And there's so many practices like that in happy days because that moment to moment self-soothing is part of the journey of healing the past. Yeah, breathing exercises help me so much. I wear an aura ring and Apple Watch. And sometimes when I'm doing my breathing exercises or meditation, I'm so relaxed that it reads it almost as I'm sleeping because like the yeah. way that it like helps me regulate so much. And and then the other day I was feeling anxious about something and my Apple Watch said my heart rate was like 94. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to like calm myself down so I can physically see like what it's doing to my body when I get anxious. So you were talking about some of those daily practices, breathing being one of them. What are some other daily practices that we can do to help with anxiety? No problem. Yeah. Um, you can do a breath practice like this. You breathe in for two strokes through your nose and one stroke out your mouth. So it's... Try it for a second. And everyone that's listening, try it out. That practice has the power to totally calm your nervous system and just settle your system and settle your energy. And it just gives you a, a great opportunity to just sense into that place of that presence of relaxation and really release that sympathetic overdrive. So this is your official reminder that Mother's Day is around the corner. So don't forget to get a gift for your mom, grandma, yourself, or a friend. Lucky for you, Macy's has you covered with your gift finder and amazing gifts at any price. If you guys need more inspo, head to macy's.com slash gift finder for some ideas. But I've actually got my mom here. So I'm going to ask her what she wants for Mother's Day. Okay, for Mother's Day, let's see. Um, I would like some pretty slippers and pretty nightgowns and some beauty products. Okay, so my mom says she wants like cozy nightgowns and slippers and some beauty things. So here are some things that I found from Macy's that I think my mom would like. Okay, first up for my mom, she said slippers. So this pair from Jenny is so cute. These are women's faux fur solid slippers. They're really cute. They have like a cross strap on top of them. And then going with this like at home, like pajama slipper kind of vibe. There's really, really cute robes. There's so many on here, but I think that she would love this one from Hotel Collection. It's a cotton waffle textured bathrobe and it comes in a few different colors. 
So they've got gifts for just about all the moms in your life from Godiva chocolate for foodies or Fitbits for gym buddies. There's so many great things. Um, and they've got everything from cozy slippers for under $25 or something more luxe like a designer pair of sunglasses. There's so many great gifts for moms. So head over to Macy's.com slash gift finder to make this Mother's Day an especially memorable one. And there's one more thing that I think my mom might like too that hopefully she's not listening to this episode. But she loves her coffee in the morning and they've got a Breville espresso maker. So I think that's definitely going on my list. Again, that's Macy's.com slash gift finder. You share a story too in the book about, you know, there's anxiety that we have. And then at some point it becomes something that maybe isn't manageable ourselves through spiritual practices or breathing exercises. When is it time to be like, you know what? Maybe it's time to seek like professional help. Like maybe I do need help from a doctor with this. So I share a story in the book about having suicidal post postpartum depression and anxiety. And it took me four months, maybe more to actually get a proper diagnosis and get on the right healing path because I had so much shame and stigma around medication. And I share so openly about this now because people's women, men, but particularly, you know, I can speak only mainly to this experience of postpartum, but I understand mental illness now. When you're in a biochemical condition, when you're experiencing a, that kind of acute trauma of living through anxiety like that and fear like that and depression, agoraphobia and insomnia, there's something chemically happening in your brain. And yes, it was maybe triggered or reactivated by something outside of you, but then there's biochemical experience happening that does happen to so many of us. And there's a time and place where you need help and that help can come in the form of medication. And I came to accept that there was God in the medication. There was to the same way there was God in the, in the meditation, right? But there, that, that I was guided to that medication to feel safer and taking that medication isn't just like, okay, take it. I'm going to just numb out. It's like, take the medication and then you get a safer baseline so you can do deeper work so that you can actually change your neural pathways and, and release trauma and actually change your historical experiences so you can feel freedom in this present moment. So yeah, it's really important that I shared that in the book. Yeah, I think so too, because I think there's so many people who are trying to help themselves and they're like, okay, the meditation's not helping. They, the breathing exercises aren't helping. And it's, I think you sharing that it's okay to do these things in tandem makes other people feel okay with that as well. Definitely. I mean, listen, if you get a proper diagnosis from a psychiatrist and you've been given the, you know, the medicated path, just say thank you and use the tool but also go deeper and do the work, right? So if you're on medication right now and you're like, okay, I feel better, but I'm still unresolved here. And that, like, that's because there's more to do, right? So let that medication help you feel safe enough to do that inner work. And you were saying about more to do and part of that being a therapist. And I know for so many of us, like we hear great things about therapy, but we don't even know where to begin. So is it like dating? Do you try a bunch of people out? Like how do you even find somebody to work with? I've already done it for you. So if you read the book, it's like the entire journey is my journey of recovering from addiction to remembering childhood trauma to undoing the traumas of my past so that I could be free in this present moment. And it's called Happy Days, but then the subtitle is The Guided Path from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Inner Peace. And that title is the promise of this book. So following my path, you will be introduced to 
the most profound trauma healing therapies and practices that you can do in real time. And you can decide for yourself what you resonate with most. Oh, that IFS therapy resonates with me or that somatic experiencing therapy resonates with me. And you can just choose the journey that is right for you by witnessing you're not alone and witnessing that there is a path out. And then one of the therapies that you talk about in the book, and I actually, it was the second time I heard of this and I'm really interested. So can you explain us a little bit more of what EMDR is? EMDR is a therapy that allows you to experience what's known as bilateral brain stimulation. So when you stimulate both sides of the brain through moving your eyes back and forth or through a buzzer in either ear or a buzzer in either hand or tapping on each shoulder, you stimulate the right brain, the left brain, the right brain, the left brain. And when you have that bilateral stimulation, what it does is it opens up your brain's window of tolerance so that you can reprocess unresolved emotional disturbances because those traumas get lodged in the brain and when you practice EMDR, it safely lets them reprocess. And in the book, I give a practice where you can use EMDR music with a journaling exercise that I share in the book that is profound for having a safe home, a safe at home experience with that kind of practice. And then with the book, you have a lot of resources online. So people are listening by the book. Where can they do everything in tandem with the book, like all of the resources that you have? The research at deargabby.com slash happy resources. So if you're reading the book and then you want the additional resources, you can just go get them there. Okay. In the book, you speak about worthiness. And I think it's something that so many of us go through. And so many of us now, especially me, I'm an influencer. We put ourselves out there online through social media. And I feel like it just naturally leads to comparison. So how do we heal ourselves from the root of needing to feel worthy so that we can have a, a healthy relationship with social? Yeah. You know, I think that a lot of times what's happening on social media is just a manifestation of everyone's inadequate feelings of unworthiness. And a lot of people find themselves using social media as a way of trying to be seen because they weren't experiencing that as a child. So they didn't have that experience of being seen or didn't have that experience of feeling good enough. So they're looking for that feeling and, and that kind of sense of feeling seen through their social channels. And that's tough. That's going to be an uphill battle for, for folks. I see it all the time. You're going to live in a constant loop of, of self-sabotage and self-judgment and attack and comparison. And so I would really say if that's something you're struggling with, read the book because that the only way out of that is to undo the belief systems from that, the, the, the deeper child, childhood impermissible feelings of not being adequate, not being lovable. And we can slowly begin to face into those feelings with the support of a book like this or with a therapist or however you are guided, but it's absolutely necessary because otherwise you're just going to stay in that hamster wheel of just comparison and judgment and attack and constant feelings of inadequacy because that's what's going to happen. I know. And I feel like it's so common now because everybody's just on social. You're seeing how everybody else is living their life. And I like what you said at the beginning of the episode too. Like I asked you how you felt about being on the New York Times bestsellers again with this new book. And you're like, I don't even care. And it's like such a great place to be where like, I'm just happy people are buying the book and I'm not so concerned with this like outside validation or like accolade. Oh yeah. I mean, but that's a testament to the work that's in this book. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't look, you know, like, 
this is my ninth book. I have many New York Times bestsellers before this. And I would tell you that this reaction was not the same before, right? But my bravery and my willingness to go deeper and deeper has allowed me to care less and less about the outside experience and just focus on what my true purpose is, which is to help people survive at this point, right? To help people survive and thrive. And that's really what I care about. And so when I see that that New York Times piece, it's like, or that that placement, it's like, okay, great. Because that means that this is in the hands of thousands of people. That's what it means to me now. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break to talk about traveling. I don't know if you guys are planning a trip for this summer, summer vacations are coming up or something even for next year, but you want to find a deal. I've got a really great website for you. If you guys want to check out TravelZoo, they are a trusted source for top travel deals and lifestyle experiences. They've got a global team that is always searching for the best experiences for their members and negotiating the best prices. And they're really giving you such high quality deals to bucket list destinations like the Maldives, or if you guys want to go to Europe, I was on the website and I was like, let me like see what would it be like if I wanted to plan a trip around Europe. And there was one recommended itinerary that really stood out to me. It was a London, Paris, Monte Carlo trip by train. So you like fly in and out of Europe and then it gives you like where to fly into the flights, where you would stay, the hotels and exact itinerary. So it's so easy and effortless to literally just book this. And it tells you what you're doing on each of the days. Like it says day one, arrive to London. Spend the overnight thing in London. And then it shows you all of the hotels that are offered and all of the optional things to do. And you can let their website really inspire you to get out and travel and go to destinations that maybe weren't top of mind. And they've got really great deals that are really meant to motivate you to travel and experience new and interesting places. Visit travelzoo.com slash sign up to become a member because it is free and simple. So if you guys are a member, delivered straight to your inbox is their top 20 released every Wednesday and it features 20 of the best deals currently available. I think you guys will really love their handpicked and curated list of itineraries and so many great deals and offers. So again, it's free and simple to sign up. Visit travelzoo.com slash sign up to become a member today. I was talking a little bit about anxiety earlier and how there's, you know, I can get triggered by like opening up my phone or something happening or seeing the news. Do you think there's other things that people are doing daily that we don't even realize are like heightening our anxiety, just like everyday things like even if it could be drinking coffee or too much screen time? Excellent question. Yeah, I would say screen time for sure. I did this like, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a measuring my heart rate, my, yeah, heart rate variability, right? And when I, and I was looking at it and it was like through breath, you could watch this, this light go to green versus red, right? And then for one second, I picked up my phone to take a like a story of it, of what I was doing. And it immediately turned red. It was like, high alert, high alert, high alert, you know? And so it was like, oh my goodness. Because I was doing it on somebody else's phone that I was picking up my phone to take a picture of it, right? And it was just so in my face that my heart rate variability, you know, the, the heart rate just goes up the second that I pick up that phone, you know? And wow. Yes, it's so, 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 so important to start to look closely at that. And I would say also, yes, I mean, drinking coffee on an empty stomach, like you have to know your triggers, uh, certain people in your life, certain conversations. You have to create some boundaries that may be necessary for you at this time. Turning on the news, watching the news before bed, watching the news when you wake up in the morning, like maybe find the times of the day that are more safe for you to just focus and, and retain that information. Yeah, I mean, it's just even going these days, even just like going into a store, and like seeing people walk up close to you and sneeze, you know, and like that could be traumatizing in the moment. Yeah. I was talking to my best friend about your book and she was saying that she didn't even realize some of the things that was happening to her body. So like right after COVID, 
when she started driving places again and even going to the store and doing things, she would get a stomach ache every time she mm-hmm. left the house. And it was, she was so nervous to leave the house. She was physically making herself sick and she thought something was wrong with her stomach, but it was really just being out in the world again. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a whole chapter in the book about the body-based experience because, and it's called hiding behind the body. When we have unresolved trauma, it shows up in the body. So it shows up in the stomach first and in the shoulders and the back pain and the migraines and the insomnia and the autoimmune disease. It just shows up. And yes, it's a, it's a chronic state of fight flight. It's a hypervigilance. It's a stress response that creates that inflammation in the body. So there is something happening uh, physio- physiology that's occurring, but like the real thing we have to look at is what is this? What is the psychosomatic effect that's happening? What is underneath? I'm at, I'm going to a chiropractor right now, and she's been trying to adjust my neck and my upper back, and she's like, "You are so tight." She was like, "There's something that you're holding on to in your body," and she was like, "You need to go." work on this or release this because she was like, I cannot make a physical adjustment on you until you go figure out what this is. And I thought it was so interesting that a chiropractor could have that insight to even tell me to go do that. Well, I think a lot of chiropractors have that sort of um, homeopathic approach rather than the allopathic approach of looking at things and saying, okay, everything is connected, right? So it's not like you wouldn't go to the chiropractor to get support, but you also have to release that inner tension that's keeping you stuck in that physical pattern. Yeah. And for me, I'm trying to do so many things in like my daily routine just to have like a spiritual practice and things that I do. So what does your daily spiritual practice look like? My spiritual practice is really committed and it's not a part of my day. It's throughout my day. And I am really devoted to tuning into my body. I'm devoted to breath work. I'm devoted to meditation I pray all throughout the day. And so there's not just the spiritual part of my life. I live a spiritual life. And spirituality has been the backbone of my recovery and my my ability to sit here now and talk to you about what it means to be in freedom and inner peace. And so that's that's where it's at. Um, favorite kinds of meditation you like to do? I love to practice the beautiful practice of TM, transcendental meditation. And it's a mantra-based meditation that I've been doing for almost a decade. Wow, a decade. I took it. I took a course during like a holiday break in the pandemic because I was like, I finally had like a week to do it. And the first day I did 20 minutes, I was like, okay, this feels really long. And then now once I get to 20 minutes, I just like, I have a sense of like when the time is up and it's been so great for me because I was trying so many different types and I felt like nothing was working for me. And then this one basically from the time I wake up till I go to sleep, my mind is like running. And it's the only time of my day where I feel just like very still. But I'm glad that you have that practice. It's going to be very helpful for you. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I, I feel like the days that I don't do it, I feel so frazzled throughout my day and it really makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Totally. I kept like interviewing so many people and so many people kept talking about the benefits of meditation. I'm like, if all these amazing people do it, like I need to like figure out this for myself. Yeah, exactly. And necessary. So now being a parent too, you know, so much of our trauma for a lot of people comes from like childhood. Are there things that you are teaching and like daily things you're doing with your son now that maybe other mothers could implement into their parenting style just to have their kids like grow up with good daily practices and spiritual practices? Hell yes, yes. And I, I went so far in the book to 
would talk about all of the parenting methods that I was studying for my 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 son and my parenting style, but also so that I could teach the reader how to reparent themselves by using the same methods on themselves. And so I follow the work of Dr. Dan Siegel and his work is really about creating presence and uh, seeing and soothing and creating a secure, safe environment for your child. And that all begins with fully accepting all of their emotions and honoring their experiences and recognizing and understanding their brain and their the capacity that they have in the moment. You know, our brains are not fully developed until we're 25 years old. So to really give yourself, give your child a tremendous amount of compassion and to focus on creating safety, security, soothing, and seeing the four S's that, that Dan talks about. And I teach them in happy days. And then I teach the reader how to apply them to themselves. Amazing. So if we go to pick up Happy Days, anything that you should tell the readers before picking up this book that they should know or any kind of like scenarios where you think it's best to read this book? Yeah. You know, I think that this is, this is such a deep book that it could be activating and it could be triggering at times. So I think that what I trust that the reader is safe because I've been aware of that while I wrote it. And I... I'm constantly checking in. Don't do this practice if you're not ready for it. Come back to this in a year from now. You know, skip ahead, whatever you need to do. And so if somebody feels like a little nervous or or nervous about looking more closely, I would say just read the book. Don't do the practices. And then when you feel safe enough and ready enough, come back and do some of the practices. But go slow. Amazing. So where can everybody pick up the book? Go to wherever you get your books. You can go to deargabby.com slash happy days. Amazing. And listen to your podcast. Yes, dear Gabby, that's where you can find me. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks, sweetheart. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. 